So yesterday we heard the beautiful passion accounts according to St. Matthew, and we saw in that Peter you know, declare that even if everybody else would deny Jesus, he, he's never going to, right? Even if he has to die for him, he's not going to do it. Well, of course, our Lord says, oh, Peter, you know, before the cock crows three times, you're going to deny me. And we heard it, the three times, those three denials. And then what did Peter do? He went out and he wept bitterly. And I know I'm kind of rushing ahead a little bit in the scene, and we'll eventually get this gospel during the Easter season. But eventually, of course, our Lord you know, has a beautiful encounter with Peter on the seaside there of the Sea of Galilee and says to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And of course, Peter says, yes, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus says, feed my sheep. And of course, it goes back and forth three times. But notice, what comes first? Simon, son of John, do you love me? And I think as we reflect on that, reflect on Peter as our first pope, and especially in light of today's gospel, I think this gospel helps us to see, especially in the light of what's primary for Peter before he feeds the sheep, is love of Christ. This gospel is so beautiful in seeing what Mary does, seeing the effects of it, of the way that our Lord recognizes how good it is that she loves him so much, that she's willing to pour out something that's worth 300 days' wages, that she's willing to show him that kind of love, and that the fragrance of the oil does what? It fills the whole house. It expands out. And why does she do what she does? Because she loves him. I think as we look back on, let's say, the last two years of church history, and you could even go back to 2002, and we could keep going back further, but there's been so many discussions about, oh, this has to happen, this has to happen to change the church, to make this better, to you know, go about this and that kind of reform, to make things you know, just, just better in the world, especially after we've lost so much credibility in the sex abuse scandal, right? I think personally, that what we need, to borrow a phrase from a song, is love, sweet love. It's the only thing there's just too little of, right? I know it's corny and I apologize, but looking at this gospel, looking what our Lord says to Peter to reconcile him to himself in order for Peter to then go forward and to feed the sheep, what comes first? Love of Christ, devotion, pouring out ourselves for him. And it has an incredible effect. I think ultimately what will save the church, right, will save the call to discipleship within the world, the discipleship to Jesus Christ with us, truly present, is ultimately devotion, love, showing him our love each and every day in what we do, in the sacrifice of our time that we make, in our praying of the rosary, our praying of the Divine Mercy Chaplet, of our just being with him and spending time reflecting on his words, reflecting on his life, pouring out the gifts that he's given us right there back onto him 
in the way that he's asked us to according to our vocation, right? I love this gospel too because, I mean, we always know about Martha and Mary, right? You know, oh, Martha, Martha, you're busy about many things. Mary's chosen the better part. Well, here's another dinner. What's going on? Martha is serving. Mary is pouring out her devotion on Christ. They're both loving him. Lazarus is there reclining at table with him. Pouring out that devotion onto him is such an important thing. One of the things I've, and I've heard a lot of confessions in the last couple of days. I promise I'm not giving away, I'm not breaking the seal at all. But I know one of the, the temptations right now is to think, I'm not being productive. I'm not getting stuff done. I'm not doing enough. Okay, well yeah, we want to get stuff done. But our Lord at the end of our lives isn't going to say, were you productive? How much, you know, did you... Uh, manufacture in your time? What was your 401k in the end? You know, how much did you have saved up in the bank account? How big was your house? No. As St. John of the Cross told us, in the end, we'll be judged on what? Love. And where is that love primarily supposed to be poured out? Upon Him. To love Him is to ultimately be fulfilled. To love Him is to find the place where our love ultimately you know, bears great fruit, where it goes and is never wasted. To pour out that love on Him is never ultimately a waste of time, even if it feels that way when we set that time aside just to be quiet with Him. And what does that offering of love do? It spreads that fragrance throughout the whole house. You've heard me say it many times, and of course, I do get worried about it, especially as we enter into an interesting economic time, we're in a lot of debt here at Sacred Heart, right? I mean, we're still roughly hovering right around the $3 million mark of needing to pay off this beautiful building, the school next door, our property. Um, it was a $9 million project, so we only have a third left, so that's good, but that third is still a lot to pay. The thing is, I mean, you can say it's like, oh, you know, what a, what a big waste of money. Look at all this empty space, right? But no. It's a gift. It's literally leaving an inheritance of what? Devotion. Of love that doesn't end. Of love that ultimately makes an incredible impact throughout the ages. The fragrance of that offering to make this happen will fill the whole house, will fill the whole parish, the whole county, will continue to waft throughout the ages. This church was dedicated just over 10 years ago, and it continues to be a source of bringing others into the love of Christ and then helping them to go out there to feed the sheep, to let that love continue on. You know, it's interesting, you know, as Judas makes this complaint about this money could have been given to the poor. And you'll hear complaints about, ah, you know, look at all those churches in the Vatican, you know, there in Rome. There, you know, all this opulence and all this poured out, that money could have been given to the poor. Well, as we heard in the temptation account, our Lord told the devil, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. We know that bread is not enough. Do we need to feed the poor? Of course we do. Do we need to help out Roanne Helping Ministries right here in town? Yes. Should we help our sister Mary Roberts ministry right here in the parish? Yes. But first, we need to give to the poor the pointing towards what ultimately fulfills us all, the love of Christ. This building, this devotional place belongs to the poor. And that is something even deeper and more fundamental than mere bread, than mere filling of our stomachs. 
Because once we fill our stomachs, we know that's not where it ends. We need a purpose. We need a place to direct our energies, to direct our lives, to have something that we can give ourselves to. Not just something, but someone. And He's there. He's there with us, offering Himself, offering His love to us. And what does He ask in return? Just what He said to to St. Peter. Do you love me? And my brothers and sisters in Christ, according to whatever our state in life may be, whether you're a priest, a religious, a seminarian, whether you're a mom or a dad, whether you're a single person at home right now, whatever your state in life may be, He wants you too to pour out your devotion upon Him. To take the gift of the time that you have been given and to waste it on Him. To pour it out upon Him. And the great thing is, is when you do that, the scent of it wafts throughout the air. It fills the whole house and encourages that love to grow. As we enter into this holiest of all weeks, let's ask God for the grace to be just like Mary, to pour out our time, to pour out our love and our devotion upon our Lord, to show Him that we love Him by what we say, by what we do, by just spending time with Him and telling Him once again, in our own words or in the words that the church has given us, Lord, You know everything. You know that I love You. And the beautiful thing is, is He will then take care of the poor. He'll tell us, go out there and feed my sheep. But this week in particular, first, pay attention to the primary. Tell Him that You love Him. Rest in that love that He shows us so fully, especially on this Friday that we call good, in which He completely lays down His life for us. We have hope. He is with us. He wants us to show Him our love. My brothers and sisters in Christ, there's nothing better we can do for both Him and, frankly, for ourselves than to tell Him that we love Him, to show Him that we do by our acts of devotion. And then watch as you do that. The scent of that will waft out. And that is what will save the church. Praise be Jesus Christ now and forever.